The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sammy B. And welcome to Hoop Ball Grizz. We are here for a little bit of a weekly preview show. We're going to review last night's game, the win against the 76ers. Before we jump into any of that, I want to take a moment here at the beginning of the show. Uh, a guest that has been on the show multiple times, Mr. Isaac Simpson, lost his father. Isaac, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family as you go through this tough time. We're going to leave it at that, man. We're going to get into basketball. Just know we're praying for you, man. Here we go. Sammy, did you get a chance to watch the game last night? I didn't get to watch none of it. No. I know, I know. You're killing me, man. Yesterday it was just a bad day in general. It'd be like that sometimes. It is. Life happens. So the Grizzlies claw their way back to 500 and proved a 6-6 six and six on the season, 106-104. to 104. Thank the Lord. Got a little bit close at the end, got a little bit scary. JV was uh, in a little bit of foul trouble, leading to uh, Xavier Tillman getting plenty of minutes last night, and Xavier looked good. Looked good at the 5. It was... Um, it was not so surprising to me, and I like I don't say that lightly. As in, oh, I knew that Xavier. Like I've been pretty high on Xavier ever since we dug into researching him for when we done the the Bigs episode, when we were doing the draft episode. I I've liked him since then, and what he can bring to the table, and we got to see quite a bit of that last night because of the extended run due to the JV foul trouble. So final score, 106-104. Grizzlies hold on to beat the 76ers at home. John Morant was back. He was not out five weeks. Didn't think he would be. Glad to see him back. He looked pretty good. Played 31 minutes, so I don't think there's going to be a minutes restriction. I would say not. Um, You know, he did mention something after the game about getting back into shape, but he played almost 31 minutes and didn't really look tired. 17 points, six assists, and a steal. Didn't shoot the ball all that well. Well, he wasn't at 50%. 7 to 14. 0 for 3 from 3. 3 for 4 from the free throw line. Kyle Anderson, 11, 6, and 5. Brandon Clark had a double-double. Still not shooting well from the field. Brandon Clark was 4 for 14 from the field. That's Dylan Brooks-like numbers. Hmm. Speaking of Dylan, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals. 5 for 15 from the field. Did make a, a pretty timely 3 late in the game to keep the Grizzlies ahead. JV had a pretty rough night, foul trouble, 9.7 rebounds, one block. Xavier Tillman, I told you he had an extended run because of the JV foul trouble. He produced 15 points, four rebounds, two assists, four steals. Looking solid. He was 7 for 13 from the field for 54%. Grayson had a solid game at 26 minutes. I cannot wrap my mind around that, Sam. It's kind of driving me crazy. We'll get back to that. 12, 7, and 4 for Grayson. Desmond Bain, 18 minutes, 10 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Tyus Jones, 6 points, 1 rebound, 4 assists, 3 steals. DeAnthony Melton, 12 minutes. 4 points. 12 minutes. Why? One, 3 seconds. To tell me why. <laughs> like I, I want to hear you. You, you can. You're going to be Taylor Jenkins right now, Sam, and you're going to justify <laughs> why in the mother freaking heck why 
is Grayson Allen playing 27 minutes, basically 20, 26 and a half minutes, and DeAnthony Melton playing 12. is playing 12. Can't tell you. Got a love affair with... So let, let's go back to last year a little bit. Taylor Jenkins had a love affair early on with Marco Gudrich. You remember that last year, Sam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marco was out on the floor. And I will say this. You look at the stats that Marco had coming overseas and what he brought to the table or what they thought he was going to bring to the table. And it's like, okay, I can see they're wanting to give him a little bit of time to adjust to the speed of the game because he was a 50% shooter from three-point, from, from deep overseas. So they gave him a little bit longer of a leash, but he the, the leash was too long last year with Goodrich. And then here we are again this year. Grayson had a good game tonight, or last night, rather. But DeAnthony Melton is better than Grayson Allen. Hands I'm, down. I'm comfortable saying that. I will say DeAnthony Melton is probably the best two-guard on this roster. I, I, I don't know that you can justifiably argue that with, uh, about anybody else. His offense little bit lacking. Yeah, I'll give you that. I was not a fan of paying DeAnthony Melton big money to keep him around. After seeing all the contracts and what were, like what was dished out, I'm okay with the contract that they gave DeAnthony Melton. But if you're going to pay the man, let him play. Let him play. What? It's a developmental year. Yes. Understand that, get that, I support that. But DeAnthony Melton needs to be out on the floor more than 12 minutes. It wasn't foul trouble. Couldn't tell you what it was. Don't know what it was. But let's look at this roster a little bit here, Sam. You look at the guys that were playing last night. Jenkins has made it clear this year, hey, I'm going to play a 10-man rotation. I'm sticking to a 10-man rotation. Who in the hell is not going to play whenever Jaron and Justice comes back? Are you taking all the minutes away from DeAnthony Melton? No. You sure as hell shouldn't be. Uh, he might, though. You know, like, but that's only one person. You know, Jaron's going to be... Jaron might have to ramp up. He's probably not going to come back and jump right into 30 minutes a game. Justice probably the same way. But eventually, by season's end... Jaron Jackson's going to be playing 30 minutes a game. I can't speak for justice. We don't know yet. I would guess if he's healthy that he's probably going to be somewhere in that vicinity as well. Who are you sending to the bench? My my number one vote right now is Grayson Allen. You know, we, we've talked about it off and on on this show, and Grayson will have streaks where he kind of puts it together and he's looking good. But then something happens and he gets derailed. He, you know, an injury, the the ankle, a hip, whatever the case may be. Grayson can't seem to stay healthy long enough to keep it together. I understand that you want to see what he is and if he's going to be a part of your team moving forward. But at what expense? A guy that you already, you already gave DeAnthony Melton the contract. So that tells me that he's part of your future plans. You're just going to play your best two guard on the team 12 minutes a game? I don't agree with that. Taylor Jenkins is obviously a stronger basketball mind than me. Or, you know, I'd be sitting on the bench and he'd be sitting here doing a podcast. 
But it's not just me. There's plenty of people. That, there's plenty of great basketball minds that would agree that DeAnthony Melton is the best two guard on this team, and yet he's not seeing the minutes. Is some of it shape? Is he out of shape coming back off of COVID? He doesn't have the endurance. He's having to ramp that back up. It is possible, but Jenkins' rotations have been wonky, putting it lightly, from day one. His rotations, I think, have been the only thing that have been a constant question for him. So, Sam, you're sitting there, you're looking at the rotation. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what two guys are you taking out of that rotation? What two guys can you justify taking out of that rotation whenever Jaron and Justice come back? That would be really, really tough. But what I'm looking at, and just hear me out. Yeah, you're fine. What I would probably have to say is that, depending on where they put Justice... Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Jaron's going to play the four. Right. That's going to take a few minutes away from Brandon probably. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Of course, he comes off the bench anyway. Yeah. So. Bra- I but mean, he's starting right I, now, but yeah. you, move, you move Brandon back to a bench role. He'll probably be about 24 a night, I would say. Because what yeah. is he doing right now, 30? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. right now. Yeah, he, he's right around that. Yeah. I, he's probably not averaging that for the season, but since he's been back and got his leg under him, legs under him, he's been right around 30 minutes a night. Yeah. And probably take a few minutes away from Kyle Anderson, too. But now what comes so, to it, you're going to have to literally take people out of this thing. And that's if what he, makes so it. Here, here, yeah, that's the thing. That, that's what he, makes He's it made hard. it clear. He said, I'm sticking to Taylor Jenkins. It says, I'm sticking to a 10-man rotation. So by that logic, you've got two guys that are a lot to be part of your rotation. Who are you taking out? Are you, are you setting Desmond Bain? He better not. Are you really going to, like, who are you setting? Who's going to be the two guys that you set? Do you set the two rookies that are on the team because they're rookies, even though they've been producing and playing at a freaking high level? Are you going to set the rookies and keep Grayson Allen playing? What What do you do? And, and if Grayson plays the way that he did last night, please don't take this wrong as in I'm saying Grayson doesn't deserve minutes because that's not the case when Grayson is playing well like he did last night. He can be productive. He showed in the bubble that he needs to be a rotation player when he's right. I don't know what's going to happen. I agree with you. I I do know BC is going to see a drop in minutes. That's going to happen. I think some of those minutes come from JV, honestly, but he's not going to be out of the rotation. He's your starter. I, you're you're going to see just uh, Jaron and BC on the floor together, whichever one I'm playing the five, whatever, doesn't matter. But some of those minutes are going to come from JV. Kyle's probably going to see a drop in minutes. But if he sticks to the 10-man rotation, it kind of handcuffs you, and you wonder what's going to happen. This is what I see. I just scrolled through this. Yeah, yeah. This is what I would probably, because I scrolled down here. Okay, obviously, when everybody's healthy, 100%. More than likely, Justice Winslow, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nope, oh, quit doing that, tablet. You got Jaron. That's two. Yep. So then I would, what I would, well, this is what makes it hard. D'Anthony Melton, Tyus Jones, Desmond mm-hmm. Bain, Jonas Dillon, Brandon, Kyle, Jaw. That's 10, right? 
Is that 10? Right. Yeah, and so you didn't mention... I didn't mention Grayson. I didn't mention Tillman. Tillman. Exactly. Well, why? Like, why do you bench Tillman? That's I mean, it's hard, man. Why he, do you bench Tillman? He what, he, why, look, what has he done? If you're listening... You had better have eleven man rotation and have Tillman in it, and then it's or have a twelve man. How many people are on this team anyway? Like I mean, twenty it's a good of them. Team. You're you got twenty at, of them. Gorgie, Gorgie has played well, and he's out of the rotation right now. Gorgie has played well, and he's out of the rotation. I think Taylor Jenkins has lost his dang mind. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're looking at this and you're like, okay, it's going to be a ten man rotation. Mm, all right. A lot of teams, you don't have the, you don't have enough players that you can go ten man and really be productive. But they do. They do add. They have twelve guys that can that legitimately deserve to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you have to have your best players on the floor. DeAnthony Melton is gonna be one of your best players. He needs more than 12 minutes a game. They've got to do something with that. I don't know where it goes. I don't know what the answer to that is. I like DeAnthony Melton coming off of the bench. I like what he does with Tyus. Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark, and DeAnthony Melton, they work fabulously together. Great chemistry, the back and forth between them. It's like they know they've been around each other enough. They know what the other one's going to do. And so they're always in the right place. Or not all, you can't say always, but the majority of the time, they're going to be in the right place doing the right things. I'm, I I have no idea. That's tough. I'm I'll, glad I don't have to make this decision. Exactly I, hope, I hope and pray that Taylor Jenkins doesn't take a note out of Budenholzer's book and becomes bullheaded and is like, I'm sticking to 10 man and I ain't no changing it. Xavier Tillman has earned minutes and this time when they were shorthanded he has went out there and he's done nothing but produce I can't you know we're 12 games into the season not that many but in the games that Xavier Tillman has played I will almost guarantee it that you can't go back and find one where he just looked like he didn't need to be out there or his first couple games a little slow Maybe. He's a rookie. It's completely different. Going from college to the NBA, a million times different. This, um, Jimmy Johnson, I was watching football yesterday. Football is obviously not basketball. But he, he was asked a question, what's the difference between coaching college and coaching the NFL? And he said, it's not just worlds away. It's galaxies. Difference between the two. And I'm, I guarantee you it's the same thing from college basketball to the NBA. Same thing. Best of the best of the best are in the NBA. So a little bit of a learning curve, yeah. But he's been producing. I, I, there's nothing that they can do that's going to convince me that Xavier Tillman does not deserve to be in the rotation or Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain needs more freaking shots. He's the best shooter on the team right now. Get that man more shots. He needs the green light. He needs to be pulling like Dylan. That's what he needs to do. He needs to go out there with the confidence of Dylan and be like, you know what, I got the ball. There's a foot and a half of space between me and my defender. Boom, in your eye, let's get it. He's not shooting the ball Even less than a foot and a half. Do like two inches. That'd be dope. 
Yeah, I'm, maybe not, but I'm just saying I would like to see him shoot the ball more. Half court, let's get it. Kyle Anderson has played way, way too good for you to be talking about taking him out of the rotation. You know John Morant. I mean, you don't even mention that name because that's dumb. They need, they, no, they need to get him out of there. Tyus is your backup point guard. He's going to be in the rotation. Well BC is, you know. They I got too no, many good players, man. Well, that, I mean, that's a good problem to have. It's a, it is well, a good problem I mean, it is, but. It's not good to have just a ten man rotation, Taylor Jenkins. When you have when you have more than ten guys that exactly can and have been producing. Anyway, we're gonna get off of that soapbox. Sammy, let's look forward. Grizzlies are six and six. We're gonna call it three games. We're going from Sunday to Saturday Saturday. If you go from uh Monday to Sunday, they have four games this week, but we're going Sunday to Saturday, they have three. It is at home against Phoenix on Monday. Mm -hmm. That is the MLK Day game. I wish we were going to be at that game. No kidding. Um, And then they travel to Portland for two on Wednesday and Friday. Sammy Boy, let's go into the Phoenix matchup. Tell me what you got, man. I see see you digging through notes over there. I've got it. Okay, their all-time record. Phoenix leads 55-37. to Thump. Boo-boo. But their last 10 are 6-4, and four, so. The Grizzlies yes, are still, so hey, all right. We're up on that. And their last four, 4-1, four to one, so even better. Oh, the last five, excuse me, 4-1. to one. There we go. But I was like, hold on. I'm also, a, ma- I'm also a math whiz. <laughs> 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 and their last win, we were actually there. It was on January 26th last year. Uh, that was an awful, awful day. It was, man. I remember that game. Yes. That was the day yes. that Kobe died. Yes, it was. And it was, I mean, somber is probably the best <laughs> word. If that's even a word. Devin Booker came out to warm up, man, and you could tell he was just not there. No, he He not was at all. like... And the the relationship that he had with Kobe, I actually, I remember this like it was yesterday, man, because we were driving down. Oh, I, I will never, ever forget where we were when I looked at my phone. and got I got tagged in a thing on Facebook, and I said, man, I just got tagged in this. And then you said, hey, my son just texted me and said, said the same thing. And it thing. happened. It happened. I mean... Sam said that he got tagged in that, and I got the text message from my son, and they were second, literally seconds yeah, I mean, apart. It was, and I'm like, so I'm driving down the road, not being safe at all. Like I'm, I'm yeah. searching, and I'm like, man, there's some credible websites yeah, that are saying. I, I found it on the New York Times. I, I that was the first website, and it kept crashing too, and I kept having to refresh it. Man, it yeah, was, it, it was, was nuts. Yeah, just a, a weird feeling, man. That's yes. uh, 2020 was crazy. You all know that. You went through with So the last win was at home, January 26th of last year. What was the final? Did you have the score yes, of that game? Yes, 114 to 109. Yeah, I I can't even tell you. I don't remember that. I remember being in the forum that day, and I remember the players. I don't remember that game. I don't remember the game in the slightest bit. I remember, like, us getting there, and it was pouring, like, not pouring down rain, but it was raining that day. And we, 
I don't want to keep carrying on with this, but we went into Starbucks, and there was people not even interested in the game. They were sitting over there drinking their coffee on their laptops, and they were talking about it. And it's like people that don't even care about basketball were talking about it. I yeah. mean, he's an icon, man. Yep. And I Transcends remember, the game. Exactly. Man. I remember going in, you know, and we saw the players, and like you said, Devin Booker came out, It was, and he came through, and he was just lost. I, mean, I you, you could tell that he had been emotional in a lot. Oh my gosh! Yes, you know it, it was. It was awful. Yeah, it was definitely weird, man. And and we thought going down that they, you know, that they may cancel the game. Yeah. You know, we we didn't know for sure what was going to go down, but it was definitely definitely a weird day. The the only thing I remember about the game because I remember leaving, but I don't remember like sitting there watching it. I just remember at the very beginning when they did the jump ball. They did the 24-second violation, and then the Suns did the 8-second violation. Yeah. I remember that. Everybody stood up and clapped, and then I remember leaving, literally. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. all I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm about the same way, yeah. man. It was kind of a kind of a blur. But anyway, it's a, a new-look Suns team. We'll get away from the, the Kobe stuff. That's uh, tough to talk about still, man. Tough to talk about. New-look Suns, they uh, moved some pieces, got Chris Paul, Got rid of Kelly Oubre. I didn't, yeah, that's still crazy to me that Oubre went to OKC. I think he would have been a great fit with Gosh, that Gosh, he would have ate. He would have ate. That, that would have been crazy. But anyway, so New Look Suns team, Chris Paul there, Devin Booker's still there, DeAndre Ayton. Cam Johnson has been looking good this year. I remember Cam Johnson from that game last year. He was – Great, man. Man, he came up and he told me, I remember that. See, I'm really upset talking about it, but he uh, <laughs> he told me because he knew I was upset, and he just he just patted me and kind of halfway hugged me and said, man, we'll get through this together, and I, was, I will never that dude was, he was ever forget that. Yeah, super, super cool. So I'm, I'm glad that he's doing well. Yes. I'm okay if he doesn't do well against the Grizzlies, but. Well, that's fine, but. So, yeah, so the Grizzlies are 4-1 and one in the last five and 6-4 and four in the last ten and way behind in the overall series. So things to watch for in this. Ja is back. Chris Paul is a good defender. That's going to be an interesting matchup to see uh, what Ja can do. I I think Dylan is definitely going to be guarding Booker in this matchup. No doubt. You know, cause Dylan Dylan enjoys guarding the uh, the best player on the other team. You got JV and Aiton. Good centers have been eating JV up this year. Seems to be a reoccurring theme. It's going to be a tough game for them. Definitely a winnable game at home. The Grizzlies have been playing well. Just got to execute, man. Got to take care of the ball. No turnovers. Just got to get it. Got to rebound. You got, you know... There were talks about, you know, just conversations about maybe a, a JV trade. Uh, somebody, Blech. I want to say it may have been uh, Parker Fleming from Grizzly Bear Blues said, keep an eye out with Nurt going down the, the Portland. Portland may reach out to Memphis for JV. And somebody's like, why? Why would they get rid of them? Because then how are we going to rebound? And Parker had a great point in saying, hey, it's going to be a rebound by committee. You know, like Kyle Anderson is a good rebounder. Dylan Brooks is, you know, he doesn't rebound a whole lot, but he can. You've got guys, Brandon Clark, there's guys on the team that can rebound. DeAnthony Melton is a good rebounder for his position. There's guys that are above average for their position at rebound. You lose a guy like JV, it's a big hole to fill. Obviously, if JV is not there, that's more rebounds for Jaron. Don't know how many more he's going to get, but – 
it would it would leave a big hole there, and you know that opens up minutes for Tillman, and I'm all about that, all about it. Not saying there's been nothing set in stone, so this is not a breaking news. You know, JV's going to Portland thing because there's a lot of lot of logistics to work out in order for something like that to happen. But it wouldn't be surprising if Portland does make a move to try and get a big to replace Nurkic because you can't go into the playoffs with Enos Cantor as your only five. They got Giles playing a little bit too, but Bob but Covington play he played the five, but he's undersized. He's, he's six very seven. Undersized, I'd say because he played the. I mean, he was and the center, center yeah, in, in Houston. Houston. He did, and he it did is, okay, but. He's again. He's very undersized. Yeah, he's not going to match up. You're not going to have Bob Covington guarding Jokic. Yeah. It's it's not going to work out well <laughs> oh for boy. him. You know, Bob Covington on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis isn't as physical as Jokic. That matchup is a little bit better. But there there's bigs that you're going to run into in the playoffs that that Robert Covington is not going to be able to guard. So you would think if they're serious about competing in the playoffs that they may go and make a move for a big. We'll see. Don't know. Me neither, but. You got anything else on Portland, man? I do. I do indeed. Or no, I didn't even say Phoenix. I meant Phoenix because oh. we didn't even move on to Portland yet. We were oh, talking about them a well, little. Well, we were talking. I don't have anything else on Phoenix. I do have stuff on Portland. Okay, let's let's go ahead. I, we kind of jumped ahead of ourselves there, but that's all right. It so what, what, what you got on Portland, man? Portland. <laughs> they lead the total fifty-one to forty. The last ten is five and five. I wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah, and their last five Grizzlies are two to three. All right, running behind there. Yep, just a smidge. Yeah. So Portland is kind of they're hurting. I don't. I didn't see an update, but I know C.J. McCollum left the game last night with a foot injury. I don't know how serious that is or how much time he's going to miss. I think it was a sprained ankle. So is it? Okay. Yes, did did you see a time frame? I did not. Okay. I, I did usually, see usually the I'm last thing that I saw, and I, and I looked again before we got on the podcast. I looked, and the last update that I saw is that he was going to get an MRI on it. So they're already down Nurk, which is a starter. Zach Collins is out. They may be down C.J. McCollum. The Grizzlies are going going to Portland, getting healthier. Killian Tilly was listed as questionable, so we may even see Tilly a little bit. I don't know how you squeeze him minutes into the rotation. And again, you're not taking anybody out to give him minutes, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But the Grizzlies are getting healthier. Going into Portland against a team that uh, is going in the opposite direction. You finding an update over there? Yeah, it says McCollum underwent x-rays and an MRI and was diagnosed with a left foot sprain after exiting at halftime of Saturday's win over the Hawks. What's he listed as? You got He's it? He's day-to-day. Day to, so, so he may he, he may be playing. I don't know. He's, he's, he's not out indefinitely because they're comparing him to Nurk. You know, they're, they're like, you know, with him not being out like Nurkic indefinitely, uh, it's unclear if McCollum will be forced to miss any time, so it should be considered questionable for Monday's game against the Spurs. So, yeah, okay. So he may set out Monday, maybe back by the time the Grizzlies play just them skip on one Wednesday. More. Just skip one more game or two maybe more games. Two, yeah, me. we got them back to back Wednesday, skip Friday. Two, more, two, three more games. You're good. Yep, it's um, 
if McCollum is healthy, it's a tougher game. If he is out, that is a, I think that's a winnable game in Portland, man. I, you know, they they can definitely compete with this team either way. That this Grizzlies team, they started off the season not really playing that great of defense. That that the first regular season game against the Hawks, they looked terrible on the defensive end. They've since improved, and they've improved dramatically. And they're going to have to play good defense against the Trailblazers team, even minus C.J. McCollum. You still have Damian Lillard that can fill it up. You got Carmelo Anthony to a definite lesser degree, you know, deeper in his career. But, you know, he can do it. Anthony Simons, Gary Trent Jr., they've got guys that can score. They're going to have to be effective on the defensive end in order to beat this team. Are we going to see Justice back in any of those games? Are we going to see Jaron back? We're Jaren, seeing Jaron tomorrow, dang it. Make Jaren it happen. had an interview. Make it happen. And he was talking about he did grow. He is seven foot now. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he said he does have a, a timetable for a return, and it may sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. I heard that. May sneak up on you. That's all he gave us, and that's literally that's that's all we've gotten. From like this front office is very tight lipped, and as a person that's covering the team, I freaking hate it. It's awful. Like I I want some news. I want to know something. But then also as a fan of the team, I'm like it's pretty good. The the other teams don't know. They don't know that you know they're not going to know until the day before when you release the injury report. Hey, is he going to be back or no? Are we going to game plan for him or no? They don't know. It should be any time with Jaron. Any time. It's tomorrow. I I hope that it is. In the article that I was reading, they said that he will not be back for the MLK game. But who knows? You know, he, he said... It could be a surprise. He said his timetable is coming up, and it may surprise you how quick it is. That's better than no news. I'll take it. Sam, you got anything else on Portland? I don't. We didn't well, really jump into them a whole lot. It's a. It, I have like the last win against them, which was last year, February twelfth, and they uh they won uh, one eleven to one o four. Yeah, was that in Memphis or in Portland? <laughs> we were there. Memphis? We were there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we tried to get Carmelo, and it was <laughs> it was impossible. Yeah, it wasn't happening. Nope. He signed like four. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll leave it with that, guys. You know about our sponsors. We talk about them on every show. We still got the deal going on with the guys over at Manscaped. The Lawnmower 3.0 is out. It has been out, and it is the best in the biz. Our promo code over at Manscaped is HoopBall20. That gets you 20% off and free shipping. Go check them out. Get you the Lawnmower 3.0 and take care of the boys. All you got to do. MyBookie.ag, same promo code. Still going. HoopBall is a promo code at MyBookie.ag. They're the best online sportsbook. More lines and better odds than any other sportsbook out there. And the Super Bowl is right around the corner. Got an email the other day from MyBookie, and they have got some Super Bowl boost going on. So if you're going to bet on the Super Bowl, go over to MyBookie.ag. Get signed up with our promo code HoopBall. Get the bonus from us. Get the bonus from my bookie. Depending on how much you bet, they're going to give you extra money to bet on the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. 
It's free money. If you're going to bet on it anyway, it's the most bet on sporting event ever or like, one of them of the year. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one of the most bet on sport events, uh, sporting events of the year. If you're going to do it, why not go over to mybookie.ag and take advantage of the extra money? It's crazy if you don't. It's free money. It's a win-win. You're literally getting free money. It's free. 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 All you do, you go in, you bet on the Super Bowl. If you win, you win extra money. If you lose, you only lose the money that you put up. Win, win. Well, I guess unless you lose, but still, you're not losing as much as you bet then, so there you go. You stand to win a significant amount more just by going over and signing up. MyBookie.ag promo code is HoopBall. We're going to get out of here. This show is on Twitter at HoopBallGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is. It is SamEB1118. That is a capital S, lowercase A-N-N-Y, capital B, 111. Till next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Diego. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.